A solo travel woman is a woman who is passionate about exploring new destinations, immersing themselves in different cultures, and really getting out there to create these once-in-a-lifetime memories without letting fear or anyone hold them back. Welcome to the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and each week I am here to help motivate, inspire, and empower you to take your next solo adventure. Whether you've traveled solo before or maybe you're just thinking about it, you're going to learn so much here as we dive into different destinations, give the best tips around budgeting and planning your next solo itinerary. You're going to hear from all different experts and travel enthusiasts about their solo adventures. So I invite you to tune in each week as we take this amazing journey together on the Solo Travel Woman Podcast. Hey travelers, welcome to season two of the Solo Travel Woman podcast. I'm so excited to be back. It's been a hot minute. Um, I've been working on some other projects, wanted to take some time off to get more new great content together for you guys, but boy, I missed it. And as you know, excitement builds while things are reopening and hopefully we're seeing the end of the tunnel here, I know you all are dying to get ready to start planning your next solo trip. And I'm so excited to be here on the journey to help get you ready. And so today's episode, it's going to be very like I'm having a conversation with you. I've been asked quite a few times from my clients, friends, family, basically how to get over that fear of being alone while you're traveling solo. Um, Everyone gets scared sometimes. I'm not going to lie and say I'm not nervous sometimes and I don't get scared of things. I do. However, fear is something that can really inhibit so many parts of our lives, whether it's going for that dream job or asking for that raise you deserved or telling someone you love them. It really, really can prevent you from living your life to the ultimate fullest. And although I do still have my fears and insecurities and worries, I don't let it hold me back from living the best life I can possibly live. And yes, maybe my methods and what I think are going to be different than what you believe and what makes you comfortable But if I can at least inspire just a little bit for you to really look at the benefits of getting out there and exploring on your own, then I've done my job. Because here's the thing, something can happen to anyone anywhere. You could be laying in your bed. You could be sitting on your porch. You could be at the grocery store that you frequent every single week. Or you can be on a solo adventure in a different country. When when things are meant to happen, they happen. And I'm a firm believer of that. And so why let that fear of the unknown hold you back from exploring this insanely amazing world we live in and all these beautiful cultures and all these beautiful destinations? Don't do that. You know, it, life would just, well, it would suck <laughs> if you really let fear control your life that way. And And I know it's easier for others um, and it's harder for a lot of people. Um, I I totally get it. But just take a beat and really think about it and really, really understand why it's important to make the most of every day you have on this planet. Um, So when it comes to, you know, being alone when you're traveling solo, 
clearly you're alone physically, you know, um, the whole point is to get out there and explore the world by yourself so you can explore it on your own terms and what you want to see. And, you know, it doesn't just because I go and travel solo, it doesn't mean I'm not nervous when I go every new destination I go to. I'm nervous. Of course I am. Whether it's a language barrier or a completely unknown country, I always am nervous. But I do things to help prepare me so that way my nerves are lessened and I'm able to really enjoy the experience. And so when I say prepare, what does that actually mean? Well, we've talked about this in some podcasts in the past, but it doesn't hurt to reiterate on them because they are important. And that's once I start planning my trip, that's when I start doing the research. You know, you, you're going on your journey before you actually get on a plane and go. And so what I mean by that is when I pick what destination I'm thinking of going to, I, you know, research online the local news reports and really kind of learn the safety and what's happening you know, what's the trending news in that area? You know, is it an area where the crime has been increasing, especially now during COVID, you know, during such a hard time for people? Is crime on a rise? Is it a place that has seen, you know, unfortunately, terrorist attacks? You know, is it a place that has seen, I mean, I live in New York City, And so that type of stuff is very, you know, a common worry here. Even though it hasn't happened in a long time, it's just always something that's in the back of your mind. And so anytime I'm going to a very populous city, that's something I think of. And, you know, but I'm not going to let that, again, hold me back. And also looking into the latest travel advisories on the government websites. You know, all those things are very important when it comes to getting over the fear of traveling alone for safety reasons. Um, You know, doing that research, looking into the destination you're going to, having a plan prepared and, you know, picking a hotel or a bed and breakfast or a hostel that's in the vicinity of one of those main places such as a fire department, police station, hospital, so on and so forth. I always make sure where I'm staying is in close proximity to at least one of those public buildings because they're open 24-7 and they can help you. You know, you can go there if you need to, if you feel uncomfortable. You know, making sure you schedule your flights to arrive and depart during the day so you're not arriving in a destination that you've never been to in the nighttime. You know, having common sense when it comes to when you plan to go out and about. You know, I start my days very early and I tend to enjoy my wine at lunch. Lunch is usually my bigger meal when I'm traveling and I have wine and stuff. So that way I'm not doing that later in the evening when it gets dark and, you know, feeling sluggish on my way home. Um, all my excursions and sightseeing and things I do, I always schedule earlier in the day so then in the evening... I don't have to worry about getting my way back to somewhere in the dark. And now that's just me. I don't mean don't go out at nighttime. I'm not saying not to enjoy a drink at dinner or go to a club and, you know, visit the local pub. I'm just saying whatever makes you comfortable, find a method and do that. And that's what makes me comfortable is how I, you know, approach those situations with, you know, staying out earlier and I'm not one to stay out late. Like I'm usually back in my hotel by eight o'clock, nine o'clock. 
um, because I am someone who likes to start early in the day and really get out there. I also like to stay in areas that are more populous and then venture to more remote areas. So this way I know I'm always coming back to an area that is, you know, popular, light lit, you know, brightly lit locations and it just it just makes me feel a little bit more comfortable. That doesn't mean I don't explore off the beaten path and go to areas that are less touristy, but I go to them during the day when I feel safer. And if I find myself being comfortable, well, then I might, you know, kind of stretch those limitations and boundaries a little bit. And that's really when it comes to safety of being alone. That's kind of my key, you know, my key kind of points that I wanted to make on this. And I've given a solo travel safety podcast. So make sure you tune into that. Um, That dives into a lot more detail on staying safe. But now I really want to hone in on, you know, how to get over feeling alone. You know, that's safety of being alone. But how do you get over feeling alone when you're traveling? So I, like I said, I live in the New York City area. And (laughs) it's a city with more than 8 million people And I have to say, there's been days that I've never felt more lonely. And it really hits you here. And so that's funny because this is my home. And so that feeling of loneliness can hit you anywhere, not just when you're traveling by yourself. Although traveling solo is one of the best experiences you can ever have, sometimes it does get kind of lonely. And sometimes it's really hard to find others who share that same passion of traveling and doing it on their own. And that is why I love Tourlina. Tourlina is an amazing app that allows women to connect with fellow female travel companions and locals within a secure and trusted network. It is safe and reliable. Every new user gets checked and only verified users can chat with each other. It's for women only, so you could still be part of that solo travel woman network. And it also just makes you want to travel. It's not a dating app and you're never gonna travel alone when you join Tourlina. So my viewers, what's awesome is Tourlina is giving you 50% off a one-year subscription. Use code Sarah. 50 and go to tourlina.com slash promo to get your 50% off. Again, that's tourlina.com slash promo for 50% off. All the details are in the description below. And so when you get out there and you start exploring the world, you are taking so much in. You know, having that open mind to the different cultures and the experiences and all of those type of things really should help you minimize that feeling of being alone. You know, there's been times, you know, I've been sitting at a dinner, you know, table at a restaurant and seeing couples there and wished I had someone, you know, a significant other to, you know, cheers with and drink wine and share a dessert with and all those things. But then I think of, Wow, I was able to, you know, go see the Parthenon and go explore, you know, I don't know, Delphi and Olympia and Mycenae and all these cool places without anyone saying, no, I don't want to go there today. You know, it's it's you're able to do things on your own terms and when you want to do them. And that really helps me with the feeling of being alone because 
I don't know, like I'm living my dreams and I'm actually exploring things I want to explore and I keep myself busy, whether it's just sitting at a cafe for lunch and people watching. Trust me, you will not feel alone when you're doing that. I'm also a talker. I'm someone who, even when I'm at lunch, whether it's the wait staff or someone at the table next to me, I'm always saying hi or introducing myself and not in a way where I'm trying to, you know, completely fully open and, you know, letting my guard down, but letting it down enough to maybe make a new friend or a polite conversation, you know, to keep me company when I am at a restaurant. And I've honestly made some pretty cool travel friends by doing that. Not people I hang out with every day, but people I keep in touch with on social media. And if I'm ever in their neighborhood, um, you know, we hang out, maybe grab dinner, things like that. And I've never actually had a bad experience where someone I've met in those terms has turned out to be sketchy or anything like that. And so really getting out there and being open to talking to strangers in a safe way (laughs) Um, and, you know, with a clear mind, you know, not one that's, you know, heavily influenced by maybe some beverages. (laughs) You want to make sure that you're, you know, keeping, keeping your cool and, you know, keeping your wits about you. But getting out there and actually talking to people and Oh boy, when I was in Peru, I went to an Irish pub and it was quite funny because they served chicken wings, buffalo wings specifically and coming, you know, I was born and raised in Buffalo, New York and they definitely were not buffalo wings, but they were delicious nonetheless. Peruvians are known for their amazing rotisserie chicken and it had the same seasoning. They were very good, but it was kind of funny going to, you could see how I was, you know, I'm in Peru by myself. And the first place I went to was an Irish pub because, you know, that was a comfort thing. It made me feel like I was home. So it helped break me in to the new environment and surroundings. And I enjoyed a pint and watched some, you know, football or soccer on TV. But it was funny because I had an icebreaker with the bartender talking about buffalo wings and he did speak English and it then someone overheard the conversation and joined in and next thing you know I have like four people I'm sitting with just eating wings drinking some brew and hanging out and watching soccer all day and I was there for about like six hours it was quite fun but that's what I mean it's like the people you get to know and that's actually how I learned when I was in Peru that um Cusco is very known for expats to come and learn Spanish Peruvians speak very slowly and properly, whereas other countries might throw in more slang, might speak extremely fast, the same way I speak extremely fast in English. Other countries in their, you know, national language, they speak very fast. And Peruvians, though, have a very slow, proper way of speaking Spanish. And so in Cusco, you find a lot of schools where Americans, Europeans, Australians, anyone can come and learn Spanish. And so one of the gentlemen I met was from Australia. I met another guy from America who actually came to Peru on a solo trip to Trek Machu Picchu, which was why I was there. He ended up meeting this beautiful woman and never went home. He like literally canceled his return flight and stayed there. He was just out of college and they've been married now for 25 years, have two kids, and he teaches countryside painting classes so tourists or locals can go and 
they sit on the mountainside of the Andes and like paint the landscape. And it was the coolest thing, but I would not have learned any of that or met such and heard met such interesting people and heard their stories had I not had just my guard down enough to be open-minded to talk and engage. And I didn't feel alone at all. Even though I was there physically alone, I didn't feel alone because I was engaging in those conversations. And so definitely having that open mind because you just don't know what kind of story you're going to miss out on and the cool people you're going to meet. Another way to not feel so alone is, you know, keep your itinerary full. Don't waste time just sitting in your hotel room. Now, if you're on a all-inclusive vacation in Cancun and you went down there solely to sit in your hotel drink pina coladas by the pool that's different but if you're you know backpacking or in Europe or South America or in Asia or somewhere and you're in a tourist area that you're trying to explore keep your itinerary full and like I said whether that's going to a museum or going to a local vineyard and immersing yourself in that experience with the local family. I did that in Crete. I actually went to a vineyard and stomped grapes and canned my own Kalamata olives. And it was so incredible. And, you know, doing things like that and looking at the different excursions and activities you can take part in, you know, even if it's just, like I said, sitting at a cafe, drinking espresso and people watching, fill your day with things that are going to keep you from feeling bored and lonely, you know. And when I say sit at a cafe and people watch, I mean, I also bring a book or listen to my favorite podcast or do something where I just kind of feel like a local. And that's really helped me with the feeling of being alone and reminding yourself why you're there. That's key as well. You're not alone. You have the whole world right there in your fingertips and with you on that journey. You're doing something that people are envious of that other people wouldn't even dare to do. You got to remember how empowered and inspiring you are just by doing what you're doing and take that in. You know, journal your experience so you can tell others and share with others what you've gone through, you know, and think about all the ways and all the new destinations you can go to and you know, remembering your why is really going to help you as well. There's no time to feel alone. There's no reason to feel alone. You're doing something that's going to bring so much fulfillment into your life. And I think that's extremely, extremely important. And so I really wanted to touch on that this week because although you're traveling alone, it doesn't mean that you are alone. (laughs) I know that sounds so silly. It makes no sense probably. But like I said, the world's at your fingertips when you're doing this. So how can you be alone? Um, I've gotten, you know, I've gotten questioned before, like, why don't I go with somebody else? And, you know, do you ever get bored? And do you ever wish you had a companion and all these things? And I mean, there's times, but When I think of what I've been able to experience, there's no way I would have experienced what I did if I had someone with me. I would have leaned on them. They would have been my clutch. They would have been my barrier. I wouldn't have probably gone to a vineyard and did what I did, or I wouldn't have sat at that pub for six hours and made some really cool connections with people. I wouldn't have done any of that. And so I feel like I would have felt more alone in a destination if I was with a friend or a loved one because that person would have been it. I would not have experienced anything. And so 
you know, I think a lot of times that can be a, can be a huge barrier. And so getting out there and just really, really having that open mind and remembering why you're, why you're exploring is going to be extremely important. And that's what I wanted to leave you with today. And I know this was a short one, um, kicking off season two, but I thought it was an important topic to touch on. So that way you can get out there and, you know, get ready for your, for your solo trip this year when things start opening up and it's safe to travel again. And remember, you're not alone. You know, you just because you're not physically going with someone doesn't mean that you're lonely. It just means that you are 100% empowered and doing something that's going to bring your life to a whole new level. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please remember to follow or subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening on. And if you really liked what you heard today, give us a rating. We love to hear from you and get your feedback. See you next week.